Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew will continue on in the Bible series from the book of Isaiah with part two of this message entitled, The Charismatic Christian. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Isaiah chapter 44. Now here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Teach us, Spirit of living God, to obey you. Give us victory over sin and temptation. Spirit of the living God, discipline us. And make us love discipline. Make us love the kingdom of God, which is the rule of God. God's rule upon us. Teach us to control our temper and emotions. Let's turn to 44th chapter. Fear not, charismatic Christians. Fear not. 44th chapter of Isaiah. But now listen, O Jacob, my servant. Be your devil's servant. And God liberated us and made us God's servants. Speak, Lord, your servant. Heareth Israel, whom I have chosen, a choosing that will never change, irrevocable. God's elect we are. He passed over many, but he chose us for reasons, residing in his own nature, not in us. This is what the Lord says, the Lord of the covenant, the suzerain. He who made you, he is our creator. He who formed you in the womb. And who will help you. Do not be afraid, O Jacob, my servant. Jeshurun, whom I have chosen, he is repeating it. That means I mean what I am saying. Now, the reason for, particular and a special reason for, Not fearing. Fearing the world, fearing the devil. What is it? For, look at verse 3. For, I will pour water on the thirsty. Now actually in the Hebrew it is masculine. That is thirsty people. But whether you understand that way or not, it means people. For I will pour out water on the thirsty land, streams on the dry ground. I'll pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. So God is going to pour out water, that is pour out his spirit, that is pour out his blessings. Hallelujah. And verse 4, they will spring up like grass in the meadow, like Poplar trees by flowing streams. One will say, I belong to the Lord. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Still another will write on his hand, the Lord's. And will take the name of Israel. Let's then look at reason number nine. But it is the most important reason that we should not be afraid. We should not tremble. We should not be shaken. It is what? I will pour out water 
I'll pour out my spirit and my blessing on your descendants. Now, first thing you notice is the generosity, the liberality. I'll pour out water. I'll pour out floods, streams. God is generous. He's not stingy. He does exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine when he blesses us. What the desert needs most is water. Lots of water. It will make the desert bloom and blossom. So also what thirsty people needs is water to revive him. What God's elect need most is the water of the Holy Spirit to raise him up from the dead, to regenerate him, to refresh him and cause him to flourish. And so the psalmist says us, the deer pants after water brooks. God's people must today pant after God. You see, not for money and silver and position and power. I see people who get into sports and there they learn competitiveness and they bring that into church. And I have to deal with it. Because you don't bring that into the church. We want people who come to the church as the deer pants after water brooks, panting after God, your Savior, your God, your Redeemer. We don't want competitiveness. We want humility and submission to this great eternal God who extended his covenant of mercy and grace to you. Who are the big zeros that he chose in his great mercy. Not for silver we thirst, not for gold, not for position, not for power of this world, not for trophies. That will be idolatry. We must thirst for God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the redeemer of his people. This is eternal life. This is joy everlasting. To have fellowship with God. Why do we fear? Why do we tremble? Why do we shake like leaves on a tree in the wind? Don't do it. The mighty reason... For not fearing is given here. I'll pour out my spirit. Abundance of it. So we can be bold and strong. God will pour out afresh his mighty Holy Spirit upon us. The God thirsty ones. Are you a God thirsty one? What are you thirsting for? What are you yearning for? What are you panting after? What are you praying for? What are you seeking earnestly? With the great intensity. As the Canaanite woman sought. She will not be dissuaded. She will not be put off. And I pray that we will thirst for God. And he will pour out. Not in small measure. He will pour out in mighty measure. He will open the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Look at the language. The windows of heaven. And pour out abundance 
upon us to refresh us. That we may have life and have it more abundantly. But notice he promises to pour out upon the thirsty ones. Are you thirsty for God? Are you seeking for the kingdom of God? Then here is God's unfailing guarantee. He will send a mighty effusion of his spirit upon you. And transform you into a true charismatic Christian. Christian gifted with God himself. Spirit filled Christian. A mighty Christian. A joyful Christian. A suffering Christian. A witnessing Christian. Who says I can do all things. Through him who strengtheneth me. But not only that. Look at the text. He also promises something else. Oh you must cherish it. You must believe it. Also he promises to pour out his spirit upon your children. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. How many of you love your children? And I have seen people who don't love their children. Oh, it doesn't mean they don't give him food and clothing. Oh, they do all that. But they don't love their children enough to introduce them to God. But God loves your children. And he says, I'll pour out my spirit upon your children. If you care for your children, God cares for them more. God will pour out his spirit upon them and save them. And make them also Jeshurun's, children of God, heirs of God, joined heirs with Christ. The Bible says, promises unto you and to your children. Paul said to the jailer of Philippi, he asked, what must I do to be saved? And the answer came from the apostle's mouth, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved, you and your house. That's the idea here. Parents, what do you desire for your children? You desire them to excel in education, excel in sports, excel in arts, excel in business. I desire that my children be filled with God, with the Holy Spirit. And God desires the same. Fish must need water to swim in. And in so people of God must live in God. God is the environment of God's people. As water is the environment of fish. Dry bones need the impartation of the breath of God. Ezekiel 37. When the Spirit of God enters into the dry bones, they live and rise up as a mighty army of God. What we need is not money or power, health or wealth. What we need is Holy Ghost to come upon us and enter into us. An impartation of the Holy Spirit of God to us. To be gifted 
by the greatest gift of all, the spirit of the living God. Then we shall live, then we shall rise, then we shall worship and serve God only in this sinful world. Then people shall be regenerated. See, that's what we want. And it is Holy Spirit is the Lord and giver of life. He must regenerate you and give you a new nature. Change you radically and fundamentally. And fashion you after the image of God. And then you will persevere to the very end. And they shall repent truly and believe savingly in Jesus Christ. They shall be justified, they shall be adopted into God's family, they shall be sanctified and they shall seek holiness and live according to the Spirit's word. And the Holy Spirit is telling us what our real need is. It's not what we imagine our need. This is the real need. Turn to, the, turn to chapter 35 of Isaiah and verse 1. The desert and the parched land will be glad. He's speaking about the messianic age. When the spirit of the Lord will be poured out. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice. Are you a desert? Are you a wilderness? Ask God, oh God, pour out your spirit upon me. Hallelujah. The desert and past land will be glad, standing for people. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. Glad, rejoice, blossom, bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling spring. Hallelujah. There's a lot of desert and burning sand and wilderness here. And we ask God, oh God, that's what I am. I'm thirsty, I'm parched, I'm dry. But I, you are saying that I have hope in the Lord. Pour out that spirit upon me, oh God. Until I am glad, until I rejoice, until I bloom, until I blossom. Until I burst into bloom. Hallelujah. We'll look at 51st chapter of Isaiah and verse 3. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden. 
their wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and sound of singing. What you can be. What you can be. As the spirit of the living God will rest upon you. Oh, what you can be. He will make deserts like Eden. Or one more scripture that speaks about it. There are many. Psalm 46. 46 Psalm. God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. <laughs> you are not going to be afraid. What's the reason? Right there in verse 4. What does it say? There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. That's the people of God. There is a river that make glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Hallelujah. Pour out water on the thirsty floods upon parched land. I'll pour out my spirit upon your offsprings and upon your descendants. Hallelujah. Deserts will bloom and blossom. And it will be turned into like Eden. There will be joy. There will be singing. Hallelujah. There will be fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, faithfulness, (laughs) self-control. Hallelujah. This is what he promises. He guarantees. I will pour out. Believe that. This is a check given to you. Take it to him. You said it, O God. Do it. Hallelujah. You said it, O God. I'm not asking for silver or gold or position or power. I realize the greatest need of me is Holy Spirit. Pour it out upon me. You said it, you will do it. Hallelujah. I will pour out. And then look at the guarantee something else. He will impart the Holy Spirit into you, but this Holy Spirit will manifest itself in terms of your blossoming, your growth, hallelujah, your flourishing, hallelujah. Oh, that seed will sprout, and then then you look, it is growing, hallelujah, it is growing. And the pastors will look, and the elders will look, and the fathers will look, and they can see something is happening. Their life is being transformed. Hallelujah. There is manifestation of the Spirit of God in their life. Hallelujah. So, here it is. Verse 4. They will spring up. They will spring up like grass in a meadow. Hallelujah, like poplar trees by flowing streams. That's what happens when the Spirit of God goes in. 
Life will come out like grass, like poplar trees near streams. He shall be like a tree planted by streams of waters. <laughs> Leaves shall not wither. Fruit it bears in its season. Hallelujah. And whatsoever he does shall what? Prosper. Turn with me to the book of Jeremiah. And chapter 17. And let's read about uh, the Christian who is filled with the Holy Ghost. The life of a Christian filled with the Holy Ghost. And here it is. 17th of Jeremiah beginning with verse 7. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by water. That sends out its roots by the stream. The roots go into the stream. And drinks and drinks and drinks from the stream of God's mighty spirit. He'll be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Oh, that's a Christian. That's a charismatic Christian. That's a fruitful Christian. That's a joyful Christian. That's a mighty Christian. So much so, St. Paul says, we rejoice in tribulations also. Because I am rooted and founded in God. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Oh, what, what a union. What an inseparable union. Creature connected to the creator. The believer related to the redeemer. No worries, it says. Remember, Jesus said, don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't be anxious. I, I read all that, but still I get anxious. And then all of a sudden, the Bible comes to me. Didn't I tell you, don't be anxious? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will not be anxious. It shall spring up like grass, like poplar trees near streams. More outpouring of the Spirit means more conversions. More repentance, more faith, more praise, more worship, more witnessing, greater fruit of the Spirit, more power to witness to Jesus Christ. More people come to worship, more children get saved. Hallelujah. The elected sinners of God make their way to the flowing streams to drink and be refreshed by the gospel. And they are coming. They are coming. They are looking for water. They tried everything else. They tried money and position and power and sports and everything else. Oh, they tried everything. They are still miserable. They are looking the elect sinners, I said. Certain Jacobs. And they are looking. They are looking for the stream. God says, I'll pour out floods upon you. And not only upon you, but upon your offspring. Remember Jesus said, come unto me, those who are thirsty, come unto me and drink. 
and out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Not only that you are filled, but you have become a channel with flowing streams, life-giving water. You are not the problem, you become the solution. Solution! Solution! Church, you are the solution of the problems of this world. Not the psychiatrists, not the psychologists, not the philosophers, not the scientists. You have answer. May God convert every one of us to streams of water. The mighty floods from heaven may come upon us. The people were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, Spirit and the Word. Where there is Spirit, there is Word. Not whose Word, God's Word. You can never separate Spirit and the Word. Where there is Spirit, there is Word. Apostles with power and wisdom declared the gospel. Sinners were cut to the heart and cried out, What must I do to be saved? And so came, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children. They persecuted the church, but she boldly gave witness to Christ. And the word of God, we are told, grew and multiplied. When Holy Spirit descends, when the Holy Spirit is imparted, when the Spirit works in stony human heart, in the stubborn, rebellious human heart, He is the Lord and giver of life, therefore He produces tender heart. He will give you heart of flesh. He raises up the dead. The desert blooms. Great fertility comes. There will be a manifestation of the spiritual life. As we read here, they will spring up like grass in the meadow. Like willow trees by flowing streams. All right, what else? Oh, something else. That's wonderful. Let's read verse 5. They will say. You see, I will pour out. I will pour out. And they will spring up. There's a manifestation of spiritual life. And they will say. They will say. In other words, what do they say? They will say, I, one will say what? I belong to the Lord. I am my beloved's and he is mine. The Lord is mine. I belong to him. What a mighty privilege God has given to me. There is individual bold confession, public confession. I am the Lord's. Brought about by the Holy Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes into you, regenerates you, and gives you faith. You open your mouth and you confess. I am the Lord's. And Philip Doddridge, it's a hymn you remember. It's done, the great transactions done. I am my Lord's and he is mine. He drew me and I followed on. Notice now, 
charm to confess the voice divine. Oh, the Holy Spirit comes into us. He regenerates us. He charms us. Hallelujah. And we confess, I'm the Lord's. I have nothing to do with the world, nothing to do with the devil. I belong to the devil, but this, from this day forward, I'm the Lord. And he's mine. That's the very heart of covenant. I'll be your God. And you'll be my people. And turn to 87, the psalm, where uh, very clearly this is set forth. Verse 4, I will record Rahab and Babylon among those who acknowledge me. Philistia too and Tyre along with Cush. In other words, Gentiles coming to know Christ. And will say, this one was born in Zion. Indeed of Zion it will be said, this one and that one were born in her. And verse 8, the Lord will write in the register of the people, this one was born in her. There will be individual, not mass confession, individually putting faith in Jesus Christ alone and proudly rising up in public and confessing before everybody, I am the Lord's. Jesus said to Peter, the devil desires to have you. But I prayed for you. You see, the whole devil (laughs) desires to have us, but he cannot have us. We are saved. We are the Lord's. He protects us. He keeps us. He shepherds us. He provides for us. Hallelujah. I'm the Lord's in life and I'm the Lord's in death. And he will bring me to heaven. That's what it is. Turn to Isaiah 59 and verse 21. Oh, here it is. Verse 20 and 21. The Redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who repent of their sins, declares the Lord. Now listen. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is on you, that is the reference to the Messiah. You there is singular in Hebrew. My spirit who is on you and my words that I have put in your mouth will not depart from your mouth. (laughs) And not only that. Or from the mouths of your children. Or from the mouths of their descendants from this time on and forever. Isn't that something? Jesus Christ was filled with the Holy Spirit and he spoke. He is the author of our salvation. What do you want? We want spirit and we want word. Spirit stands for life. We want life and we want word so that we will know how to live. Spirit of God comes into us and causes us to speak. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon you. And... Your sons and your daughters shall what? Prophesy. (laughs) Prophesy. Prophesy what? Sociology. Prophesy the word of God. The great acts of God. How they cannot help but declare the glories of God. And praises of God. As we are told in the 43rd chapter of Isaiah and verse 21. Here it is. The people I formed for myself what? That they may proclaim my praise. 
Let me tell you, I, I was reading a report today. He said, uh, one young lady said, you know, I was fellowshipping with this person, but the speech was evil. Evil speech. Two people for three years speaking evil speech. Oh, what tragedy. You lost three years of your life. We should have the word of God in our mouth. And we should have the Holy Spirit in our heart. Hallelujah. And the word of God will encourage you, build you up. Isn't that true? It will save you. My my word is spirit and my word is life. What are you talking about when you get together? If you have the Holy Spirit in you, your mouth will speak his praises. That's the purpose for which God has created the church. What is it here? Verse 21, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. So, if each one confesses, not mass confession, and this belonging to the Lord is a mighty privilege. It's a mighty privilege, man. This is the greatest privilege in the whole earth to belong to Jesus Christ. To be able to say, I am the Lord's who delivered me from Egypt to worship and serve him alone. Hallelujah. Not only that, not only that, it says, uh, another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Now, the meaning of that is this, if you listen to me. Not only the individual say that I am the Lord's, but the same individual associates himself with the church, identifies with Jacob, the people of God. There is no solo Christianity. I am Jesus. It doesn't work. If you say Jesus Christ is Lord, you are also saying the people of God are my people. I belong with them. Oh, what wonderful thing to have the holy community. People of God, brothers and sisters, loving one another, indwelt by the mighty spirit of God, praising our God. That's life, man. That's life. I wouldn't trade that for anything else. So that is the idea. He joins the church, calls himself by the name of Jacob. He belongs to the people of God. Becomes part of the covenant community. And you go home and read Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3. We said, people would say in that day, let's go. Let's go to the house of the Lord. These people, these Gentiles, they all are getting converted and say, let's go to the house of the Lord. He will teach us the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. And First John 1, we spoke to you and St. John writes the letter, it says, I'm writing these things that you may have fellowship with us, but our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. So when you say Jesus is Lord, you are also saying his people are my people. Look at Ruth speaking to Naomi. Hallelujah. Your people, my people, your God, my God. Where you go, I go. Where you die, I die. Let me tell you, this is happiness. To be able to say, I am the Lord's and the people of God belong to me. This is happiness. This is everlasting life. This is pleasure forevermore. So some practical thing I want to tell you. In order to receive this mighty effusion of the Holy Spirit first, you have to acknowledge 
I am dry. I am parched. I am weary. I am weak and powerless. I am all dried up. I have no joy. I have no power. I cannot overcome temptation. That's all right, but go to God and say, that's what I am, O oh God. Yes. Number two, pray for the most needed Holy Spirit. According to Luke 11, he said, ask me and I'll give you Holy Spirit. Ask me. Ask me, I'll give you Holy Spirit. Uh, but second, so we are going to have a six o'clock prayer meeting every Saturday. Every Saturday, 6 o'clock. Not for everybody, but those who are hungry and thirsty can come. And it will be mainly a prayer meeting. Not a preaching meeting, mainly it's a prayer meeting. And those who are hungry can come. 6 o'clock, probably 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, whatever God wants. And it's an ongoing idea. Number three, if we are going to pray to God, based on his own promise, expect God's fulfilling his promise. Expect God to pour out his spirit upon you. That you may flourish like grass and like poplar trees by the streams. Fourthly, serve the Lord. While we are working, we shall find God working with us. That's very important. Keep serving the Lord and rest assured, God will work with you. In fact, you are working because God is working with you. Look for manifestation of the Spirit's life in terms of conversion of people, including children, your children, increasing of the church, the elect sinners coming to drink from the stream that flow in this place. And let me ask you again, has God helped you? Has God blotted out your sin? You know, either you are saved or you are condemned. But because you are here, the condemned can be saved. Isn't that true? You cry out and say, what must I do to be saved? And the answer comes. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and you have. Those who come to him, he will never refuse and never reject. He always receives every sinner who comes to him and says, Have mercy upon me, a sinner. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, pour out your mighty spirit. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, presenting this message from the Bible series on the book of Isaiah. Come back soon for more Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.